Welcome to episode 518 of Troubadours and Tours, with yours truly, E.W. Conundrum Demure. On this week's episode, we feature regular contributor, urban hiker extraordinaire, Travis Ignatowski. We talk with Travis from his home in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, about signs, mud slices, where he has been lately, Pittsburgh, Columbus, Ohio, New York City, Redondo Beach, L.A., San Diego. We discuss a sunset over the Pacific Ocean, High Street, New Yorkers despising him, and the common thread in U.S. cities, among other things, a grand conversation with the unwelcome urban hiker, Travis Ignatowski. We have an EWSA titled Trust, and we share an excerpt from a piece by Czech writer Franz Kafka titled Little Woman. And we have a poem called Tulips in Vain. All of this, of course, will be infused, imbued with the wonderful energy of several great tunes. It is so nice to be with you. Let's get to it then. Episode 518 of Troubadours and Rock On Tours. Perfume 
trust, double down on the whack mentality of rugged individuality in pursuit of accolades in these worlds of materialistic modality. Ego, bow weevil in your brain, digging deeper with a broader and broader breath as you become less sane. This holy world of judgment and position from now into the eternal. Little creatures with wide eyes into taller, wider ones looking down and blowing souls into the wind. As a landscape of desolation prevails in perception, despite the incalculable opportunities of bounty, real material everywhere, though it all will be squandered and overlooked. This city of blue, surrounded by a sea of red, another conservative exclusionary movement, pouncing, maneuvering, cynical, working to stomp you on your head. Black, white, yellow, red skin shades we cannot seem to see past and have collective dynamism with soulful love instead. The city streets and tribal rhythms and beats, purple hair and pomade, warm smiles and vacant stares, nipple rings and penis envy, birthday cakes pre-made with high fructose corn syrup, and sweet spring breeze with muddy backyard and bubbles in puddles on busy metropolitan streets. I want to be genuine love and wisdom. Can we get some enlightenment?
coming The windows are filled with frost Well, I went to tell everybody But I could not get across Well, I wanna be your lover, baby I don't wanna be your boss I can't help it If your train gets lost Is that you, Travis Ignatowski? Is that you, Travis? Ign- I think so. Ignatowski. <laughs> can you hear me? Uh, yes, I can. Thank uh, you so finally. much. Thank you so much for spending time with us once again here on Troubadours and Rock On Tours. Mr. Ignatowski is a regular contributor. He is our resident urban hiker. And you Indeed. can... Yes, you can make that up as you go along i suppose urban hiker i guess i'll have to i've been i've been urban hiking today quite as a matter of fact for those of us in the northeast yeah we're talking to you from your place your home base in philadelphia pennsylvania yes and you're not that you're only a couple hours up the road and it's probably quite lovely there too as it is here it is first blast of spring yes indeed so i took a uh, a, quite a long urban hike today, 11 miles. In fact, I took the afternoon off since it was the first really nice day we've had this year and went trekking through the northwest of Philadelphia, and uh, it was quite nice. Were there any bars open? or I walked past them, naturally, <laughs> and I, sh- I shunned their inhabitants for being the, de- the degenerate barbarians that they are. Did you p- bring your signs that you've made for those, you know? Yes, I said... <laughs> Lips that touch wine shall never touch them. <laughs> That's your best one, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I, I took it. <laughs> I stole it. All the best lines are stolen. Yeah, yeah. We're all thieves and magpies. Yes. But, um, I, you know, it occurred to me that today, walking around how nice it was, that, you know, finally, and I've been in California twice this year, and it was freezing and like 50 degrees and raining, uh, in Los Angeles and in Redondo Beach and in San Diego, um, which was a real bummer because I was like expecting it to be really warm and getting out of the Northeast in January and February and not getting much better uh, flying across the country. So, yeah, so it that, that kind of stinks. Yeah, you would expect uh, that it would be nice there, I guess, though. They probably 
manipulated the weather because they knew you were expecting that and they wanted you to get out of town as soon as possible, as soon as you left. Yeah, well, sure. Yes, that's right. And it's not because they need the water. It's just they wanted to, you know, get certain certain undesirables out of their their environs. What do they need water for? To put out fires? Because the aquifers are drying up? What? Well, they, well, they need it for mudslides. Mudslides. Um, to create yeah. them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. And they, so what were you doing out there anyway? You just went out there for there. the heck of it? Yeah, I did. Like, I wonder what the weather's like in Southern California. No, I went out there for work, of course. Um, and that was, and that went well. But uh, I try to take some time when I'm on, when I have to fly across the country. And I did drive to Laurel Canyon from Redondo Beach uh, on a, the day I was just there on a Saturday. And um, that was pretty cool. Uh you know, going for those of you who have not been to Los Angeles, it, it is not flat. There are parts of L.A. that are, you know, in the Hollywood Hills. It's it's pretty dramatic. It's like San Francisco in some places. And is Redondo uh, Beach close to L.A.? Uh, yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's geographically probably twenty miles at the maybe not even maybe ten. I don't even know because you sit in traffic so much, it takes forever to get anywhere down there anyway. But uh, it's not far. It's like close to LAX, I think. It's like just south of the city. So, um, did you sign any good uh, authors? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was like a productive trip, indeed. Excellent, um, excellent. But um, and I had some good food, I mean, good wine, and good Mexican food, which is typical of California. Um, so yeah, it was. Uh, I can't complain. But it would have been nice if the weather was better. Don't you usually do something at every city? You go to a particular place, I don't know, like a, a library or a bookstore or something like that? I Well, sometimes. I mean, certain cities, I, I can do that. Uh, but, uh, I mean, there's certain cities where I definitely do that. But <clears throat> Southern California is not such a place, unfortunately. Um, but I try to see the Pacific Ocean uh, if I can, um, if I can get out there. And, uh, you know, just to, to look at it and watch the sunset is dramatic from california so and i was able to do that uh both times uh you know during these visits i had um so yeah you know i have my little things that i do for as i get to know places um then i can come up with things that uh that i like to do when i'm if i get the chance when i'm there i was in columbus ohio this year which is a city near and dear to your heart yeah i, I lived um, there for several years i like columbus yeah well i had gone there maybe four or five times before the with, I've been there twice in the last six months. And prior to that, I was there maybe four times. And every single time I just went to the university, to the Ohio state and stayed on Olentangy river road, like right near there. Uh, I never ventured into the downtown. You didn't go to high street. Well, the high street's long. I went to high street up by the campus, which was pretty uninteresting. If you go to High Street downtown, it's it's gorgeous. Like there's all these old, you know, buildings, old theaters, and new rest like hip restaurants, and and the and the houses, the apartment buildings, and townhouses that are are right around there. When if you're downtown by the convention center, are gorgeous. But if I mean not that it's bad out by the university, but it's not as interesting. And I never realized, you know, even though I'd been there a number of times, that you know you kind of got to go downtown a little bit to. You know, to see some of the the more interesting architecture and some of the the nicer places to to go to eat, um, 
even though a lot of times, you know, the the environs around universities are the interesting neighborhood, but, you know, well, I guess it varies. I used to hang out on High Street up by campus, you know, where you're saying it's uninteresting. Back then, this is back in the 80s, I'd go to a place called Bernie's Bagels, and uh, they had a really good record store, you know, which is superfluous, I guess, now. Given streaming, well, no, they've 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 survived actually. Some have, uh, but not so they're, they're many. Gonna, many have closed. CDs. But yeah, anyway, the, the, this one was called uh, Thunder Pussy Magnolia. It was mm. a great place, huge, great. What sort of store? What sort of place was this? Did they sell accessories? <laughs> well, they. No, I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe well, you're, it's, it's your place. I never looked into that. I saw a lot of T-shirts, a lot of record albums, cassettes. Uh, uh, this was pre-CD. And then there was another place called That's not Moles. the kind of accessories I was talking about. I know. But anyway. I'm not going there. But uh, <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with it, right? Certainly. George? Uh, right. But, uh, yeah, there's another place called Moles uh, that was more used records. That was a cool place as well. I, I liked High Street up by the campus. But I was a young, you know, I was a 20, you know, 1-year-old or whatever. So maybe now it would be more boring. I mean, it's probably changed. Uh, I thought that the high street by Ohio State was a lot of like chain businesses, uh, like pot belly uh, sandwiches, and there's a Jimmy John's. Yeah, and, don't give any free. Like a, we don't like want to give free advertisement. Fridays. We don't want to give free That's advertisements to um, those corporate places. Nature. But downtown. Uh, and the first time I'd seen it was, like, I think it was actually Halloween of last year. Oh, that must have been Italian fun. Italian place that was cool, and uh, there was a lot of young people, student types that uh, were all dressed up and in there and having fun, and that was that was neat. And uh, you know, so I liked it. You didn't come across there's a there's a great family owned again. This is years ago. Great family owned uh, Mexican restaurant. You know, it was a mother, father, and children that ran it. Son, daughters called Garcia's, and hmm. uh, the father was basically the maitre d'. Uh, the, the mother uh, was the main cook, and there were daughters and sons. The son, one son was a bartender, another son was back in the kitchen, and there were several young girls, like, you know, some of them were maybe 12, 10, a couple others, a big family in their teens, and they were the waitresses. And wow. I, I remember the names of two of the girls, young girls. Uh, one was Spirit of 1776, and the other one was Bicentennial. Name? Yeah, Spirit, like ships. Spirit of 1776, and the other one was Bicentennial 1976. Hmm. Called her Bicey. That was her nickname, Bicey. Wow, that's, uh, that's weird. I it, mean, it was great. Know, whatever. Great place. great place, though. Really yeah. nice. Yeah. And when yeah, you got done eating your meal, you'd go up and you paid the father in cash. It was always cash, and he'd shake your hand and say, "Thank you. Hope to well, see you again." Well, back in the '80s, there wasn't been very many places that took credit cards in restaurants. Uh, I, I mean, that was just starting to happen. Right, right. People like the Trumps and stuff. Well, yeah, they, probably. Well, even people like business travelers, like uh, there's a famous steakhouse in Brooklyn called Peter Luger's that used to have their own credit cards. They maybe they still do. And that's they would only take that and cash until like well into the nineties and maybe thereafter. Uh, but I remember like ours was the generation, you know, college in the mid eighties that they started to let 
college kids have credit cards because I guess they figured, you know, we, we give this kid $2,000 worth of credit and he or she is going to run it up having fun. And then hopefully mom or dad will we'll, we'll put the bill bail them out. Yeah. or they'll get a job and graduate and get a job. And, you know, we're going to make money off of it either way, because prior to that, like in the seventies, college kids didn't have credit cards. No, uh, no. And even most adults, I mean, it's like business traveler types. Um, you know, they had, they charge cards and well, diners club and is this, Express. is this all is this all connected to the urban hiker way of life is that where you're you know if you're if you're in your urban environs these days you you need some plastic you or do. apple pay or, or something cash is Venmo. Seems to be, uh, going to in fact uh where was i uh that i think when i was out there one of the areas i was that they weren't taking cash I mean, it was a credit only. Uh, I mean, it might have been COVID related that, uh, you know, because you can just touch something now. You don't have to exchange anything with the with the, the staff. Is this out in Cali? Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, speaking of Cali, it's funny you should say that because I met a server in Redondo. I mean, and this is one person's opinion who said that, that the natives don't like that expression. Um, Cali? Yes. And Going back to Cali. The uh, the residents of San Francisco are not crazy about Frisco, so so of that, course that may or may not be true. As Easterners, Northeasterners, we're going to have to use those terms when well, we go there, naturally. just to aggravate yes. them. Exactly, um, just to prove you're from like North Jersey or New York <laughs> or Philadelphia or, or uh, Scranton or what have you, Boston. Sure. Yeah, we like we're different out here. We're a little different, don't you think? Back here, back. Well, yeah, I guess so. Yes, indeed. Now, San Diego. Did you mention San Diego? I think you went out there too. How's how's San Diego compared to L.A.? Different. Um, you know, it's a funny. You should like. I'm not unlike Columbus. I've been to San Diego four or five times, and uh, in a sense, I don't really have a feel for it because um, uh, twice I was there at something going on at the convention center, which is actually in a very cool neighborhood called the Gaslight. Uh, there's, there's a lot of old, old kind of Western looking buildings. And one of the time I was in La Jolla, which is kind of uh, in the outskirts. It's, it's maybe actually like a different town. It's, you know, right near San Diego. Um, so I did. And, I, and then one other time I was here for, for once, not on business. I was like taking a break from a business trip to LA and I visited a friend in, in San Diego and he lived in, ocean beach and i got to see that which was really laid back and cool uh but like i haven't seen the downtown at all Mm. uh and if i understand correctly the airport in san diego is kind of like in the downtown which is really unusual that is very Uh, unusual usually airports are like outskirts on the outskirts yeah yeah exactly i think it's something about maybe the the way the winds come in and out of that area or they they have i mean that I mean, they probably had to put it there. Or you wouldn't think that that would be a logical place to put it. But you sit back. You sit. You sit down at night. You sit down at night and and wonder about why the airport is in downtown San Diego quite often, don't you? you oh yeah. You spend. I was e- just doing it uh, last year in the basement of your home. Yes, I was. And I was. I was charting graphs and such. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Why, honey? Why are it? Why do they have it in the downtown? 
and your yes. wonderful I've, wife. I've, I've been into the, I'm doing good in therapy though. <laughs> I've been building birdhouses. Good. It's helping. Good. You got your birdhouses, your signs. Yeah, sure. Uh, how about uh, Pittsburgh? How, how you, you like Pitt? Did you go to uh, the the baseball park? They have a wonderful baseball park. I they understand. have like that's supposed to be the best one in in MLB. Um, it's really cool looking. Like you can see it. Pittsburgh's kind of in like a little valley, and you can see it from like uh, certain expressways that I think I've been on. And uh, it's really the way it's situated uh, is really cool. But no, I've never been there. In fact, a lot of times I've been in cities where I wanted to see games, in particular in Chicago, uh, the teams that I would have gone to see were uh, on the road. Uh, I've been in uh, Wrigleyville twice, and uh, the Cubs were out of town. So Again, I think that's the city planning around you because of you. I, I, you know, I, I'm starting to, to come to, to, to see your way of thinking on this. <laughs> you, you are an urban hiker, but an, an unwelcome one, I think. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> We might have to add that. Maybe to... you could put that in the title. Right, the unwelcome urban hiker. Yes. <laughs> uh, and and you know, let's go to New York City. I know you've been I, in New York City. That's your your home office. Or, uh, yes, the and comp- I was there. In New I York was, City. And I was there, and I was there recently, and I, I was very glad I wasn't there today. Well, yeah, today our is in Lower Manhattan, which would have been a circus. I gave you some. I gave you an opening to go there. Uh, you know, about five minutes ago. Today, as we speak, ladies and but it gentlemen, wasn't, it, was, it was it was it was so subtle. As as long it was, as it was, it was like subconscious. It was. I said, uh, you know, Trump. You know, I mean, today is the day that as we're speaking, uh, April 4, twenty twenty. Three, historic day, uh, first former president indicted on felony charges in the courtroom had to had to uh, basically give himself up to the um, district attorney's office and and uh, yeah for those of you who like Trump you should change the channel now uh, <laughs> but we we were so happy about it uh, you know hopefully something well, comes from I mean- it. I, I'm, I mean, I am. Know, anything of this nature, you know, I'm happy about. However, uh, it would have been wonderful to see, I mean, of all the things that he could be charged with that we've seen in the, I mean, going back, God knows how many years, but within the time that Since he's the been 70s. in politics, you know, this is like kind of small potatoes. Uh, I mean, really what happened, obviously, on January 6th is um, unprecedented and, uh and I, I hope to see him made accountable for that in some way, shape, or form because it's a lot more that's important coming. Than, that's coming. than uh, you know him. And you know the thing about what did happen, this Stormy Daniels business. You know, if he's so expletive wealthy, why didn't he just take one hundred and thirty thousand dollars out from his couch seats, you know, and say, "Here you go, shut up, sign this non-disclosure." And be off with you. Well, that's that. And then there would have been he did do that off the books. No, he he. But yeah, but then he tried to like claim it. Like, uh, I mean, if I'm getting my facts. Oh, he had to pay right, back Cohen. He had to pay back Cohen. And, and yeah, well, yeah. in other words, it, it, but at the at the end of the day, this got marked into a ledger as an right. a, an expense related to his campaign. Right. Which, even though it technically is, I mean, it's not something that you're. That's not a, an allowable expense. I'm I'm gathering. Like, so if he had just been on the more discreet about it, you know, he wouldn't be going through this. And if he's got so much money, then why didn't he just do that? If only he would have talked to you. You should be one of his advisors. Uh, you know, uh, 
<laughs> it does seem obvious, though, don't you think? Uh, well, you know, I don't know. All I mean, the nuances. I mean, there's, 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 there's elements of it that I'm, I'm missing, I guess. But well, but at the same you know, time, he's a bonehead. But it, it also we, seems like but, this but is he's, his but can, that he Travis, is. Let me fit, let me finish this thought. He's a he's a bonehead that you and I don't like. We don't understand. So is this surprising that we don't like and don't understand his his uh, choices, his 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 motivations? No, um, no. I understand his motivations, but their greed and uh, you know and and things along these lines. Uh, and I also understand that he's got quite a web of ways of and his family. It's uh, the family business of creating shell companies and uh, ways of hiding expenditures and putting them back into the business. I mean, in a way, it's clever, uh, but it's and maybe sometimes it's it's not illegal. Because the ways the laws are written, and other times I'm sure it's quite illegal, and in many cases it's probably it is it's definitely hugely unethical. Like if he's not paying contractors ostensibly because he can say, "What are you going to do about it?" Is <clears> he <throat> is he New York though? Is he New York? And when you when you think yeah, of New York, he, well, I mean, no, I don't think of him when I think of New York. Do you I think, love New York, but he's he's a New York guy for sure. Do you think New Yorkers think of him as a New York guy? Not really. I mean, I've heard interviews with many like uh, old New Yorkers uh, on on the radio where he, they said even in the '70s he was like kind of a laughing stock. I mean, he was he's famous and he's got lots of cash, uh, but that doesn't necessarily ingratiate. I mean, depending on who you are are talking about when you say, do you think New Yorkers? identify with him or embrace him i'm sure generally 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 is what i'm he's the why do you think he moved to florida no i think he's generally despised in new york um but you know he's definitely uh he's from new york he and he's hit the you know everything that they have is comes from new york originally all their money yeah they took advantage of people you know uh in the process terrible man the only ones but but yeah, they did. Terrible man, terrible man. Um, we don't wish any ill will on him. He's a human, but we want him to, you know, to have justice. I wish he would just go away. Yeah, we, we I, want in fact, I'd much, justice I'd much to prevail. Than, because if some some you know bombastic fate uh, awaits him, it's gonna not end well. It's you know what's bombastic? Well, like if he winds up in jail, uh, and if it's especially like some perfunctory. Uh, six months in jail or something like it'd be better for the country if he just got sanctioned in such a way that he can't run for anything anymore and he just goes away well when you when you uh yeah let's let him go away right now when when you uh look at all these cities in the united states of america that you travel to and, and you uh you know you do your work professional work uh which is in the publishing industry and you uh, also, as a citizen, travel around, wander around these cities. What do you see uh, as a as a common thread in all these urban environments? The unwelcome urban hiker, Travis Ignatowski. <laughs> well, just that they well. Uh, in addition to the plot to keep me out. Yes. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't say that there is a thread. I mean, I'm hoping that things get back to quote unquote normal. Because I, I've noticed that. Not surprisingly, that post-COVID, and now that we're I'm able to travel again, 
that there's a lot of things different, especially in the hospitality industry and hotels. Uh, like room service doesn't ex- basically exist anymore. Not that I used it that much anyway, but uh, staffing issues and, and, and maybe staffing issues i think is a huge thing staffing um, issues are the common thread in urban well it's not, no it's not let's not jump to conclusions but i mean there's been staffing um problems in the hospitality industry in cities across the country and there is a disappearing population in downtowns in, in part well obviously during the, the the worst days of covid for you know clear reasons businesses actually closed and and people who were lucky enough to be able to do so working from home, like I'm able to do. Uh, but that has persisted. And so there's, you know, a lot of places that, that, that relied on office workers for uh, lunchtime business and things of this nature are, are not doing well or they've gone out of business. And there's also a general lack of people on the streets downtown in big cities, which uh, gives rise to all sorts of changes uh, a less of a feeling of security. Uh, I've heard stories about uh, with in, empty in, with empty streets. Yeah, yeah. relatively empty streets. Um, not completely empty, but there's not the you know the bustle that there might have been in 2018. Because people just are staying home. Yeah, because they're not going into their offices. They're not coming in, say maybe from the suburbs or the uh, outer parts of the city into a, a central business district like into Manhattan or into Center City, Philadelphia, or, uh, or downtown Boston, wherever, whatever the case may be, uh, to go to their office right, right. in a physical building, and then maybe go out for a drink and food right. afterwards and be there till 8 o'clock uh, and be present on the street. And that's down by, you know, I don't know whose statistics you could quote, but I'm sure I've heard, you know, 30 40% that there's a d- decrease in that um, – that trend so generally yeah, across the country in cities 30 well, percent. i mean i've heard you know various numbers for various cities it's just affected differently but uh yeah because in san francisco i've heard about this in particular it's uh and they've got other issues even before covid and 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 people disappearing quote unquote to work from home because of the expense to be there right yeah so, uh, yeah and and that's true to a certain extent in in new york and other places too um so yeah, there's a lot of um, a lot going on with cities now. So and I'm hoping, and I'm a big fan of, uh, of of living in cities and traveling to cities and being in cities. So um, we'll have to hope that, that these, some of these trends turn. Now, I mean, who knows what could happen? Some of these. Do you, do, uh, you, do you have any any uh, recollection of a, an interesting sort of um, experience at one of your on one of your travels as of late? Uh, no, but I haven't had any anything unusual happen. If that's what you're asking, um, doesn't have to be unusual. Well, I actually, I, yes, I do have something that was unusual. Uh, it was in 2020. It was right before all this stuff happened that I was the when the last time I went to San Diego before just last month, and uh, going through TSA in Philly, I didn't get my license back. They, the, either I forgot to grab it or the, the, the person there didn't hand it back to me. TSA? Whole, What's, what is TSA? Uh, I'm not sure what that stands for. Hmm. Um, but it's when you go through security in the airport where they, the, you know, you stand in line and then you hand them your, your boarding pass and your ID 
And then after they say, okay, you go and you put all your stuff on the belt and you, Mm -hmm. if you don't have, if you don't have a TSA, uh, you know, known traveler, then you, you take your belt off and your coat off and your shoes off and you put all that stuff through the machine and then go through the uh, metal detector, all that. And it's, Mm -hmm. and it's, you know, very crowded generally. And sometimes you're in a hurry and it's uh, a lot of, a lot going on. And I guess in the whole uh, confusion of that, I didn't get my license back and I didn't realize it until I got to Los Angeles to rent a car. And uh, here I am like two hours away from San Diego where I need to be. And I don't have a, a, a photo ID, which is a problem. Yeah. Um, but, and it was a Saturday, but I managed to get uh, a, a renewed license from the department of transportation and, and pay for it with a credit card and print it out on their printer at the Hertz store, the Hertz uh, desk, and I showed them a picture of myself on a like a key card to get into my office, and they they accepted that, and I was able to rent a car, uh, which was pretty remarkable. It is. I I mean, is there something you're not telling us? Did you you know do something like untoward? Accept them a, a Franklin. Yeah, you know, like did you hustle? Did you have to, you know? I'm not a good hustler. No, you're not. You're not. You know, you're no midnight cowboy. <laughs> no, well, he wasn't a very good hustler either. No, he wasn't. No. And Razzo Rizzo, I think, really cared about him genuinely. Mm, well, he took him in, didn't he? He did. Well, you know, Mr. Urban Hiker, I don't know if we should say unwelcome. I, I welcome you on Troubadours and Rock Tours all the time. Travis Ignatowski, that's about all the time we have for uh, this conversation. Um, yeah, I'm running out of things to say, so it's, it, it comes right in time. Well, you could put your clothes back on now and uh, you know right, do, do what you're doing. Take a deep doing. breath. <laughs> yeah, he's got this thing. He can only be on the radio completely naked. I shouldn't have told everybody. Sorry. Too late. Until next time, enjoy your travels and uh, gather some stories for us. I shall. Uh, maybe I'll make some things up. Yeah, that's fine, too. All right. Fair enough. Ciao. All right. Ciao.
Don't you meet me on the dance floor When it's time to find a time excerpt from a piece written by Franz Kafka titled A Little Woman. I am less upset by the affair now than I think I perceive how unlikely it is to come to any decisive crisis, imminent as that sometimes seems to be. One is easily disposed, especially when one is young, to exaggerate the speed with which decisive moments arrive. Whenever my small critic, grown faint at the very sight of me, sank sideways into a chair, holding on to the back of it with one hand and plucking at her bodice strings with the other, while tears of rage and despair rolled down her cheeks, I used to think that now the moment had come and I was just on the point of being summoned to answer for myself. Yet there was no decisive moment, no summons. Women faint easily. The world has no time to notice all their doings. And what has really happened in all these years? Nothing except that such occasions have repeated themselves, sometimes more and sometimes less violently, and that their sum total has increased accordingly, and that people are hanging around in the offing and would like to interfere if they could find some way of doing it, but they can find none. So up till now they have had to rely on what they could smell out. And although that by itself is fully qualified to keep the owners of the noses busy, it can't do anything more. Yet the situation was always like that, fundamentally. Always provided with superfluous bystanders and nosy onlookers, who always justified their presence by some cunning excuse for preference claiming to be relatives, always stretching their necks and sniffing trouble, but all they have achieved is to be still standing by. The only difference is that I have gradually come to recognize them and distinguish one face from another. Once upon a time, I believed that they had just gradually trickled in from outside, that the affair was having wider repercussions which would themselves compel a crisis. Today, I think I know that these onlookers were always there from the beginning, and have little or nothing to do with the imminence of a crisis. And the crisis itself? Why should I dignify it by such a name? If it ever should happen, and certainly not tomorrow or the day after tomorrow, most likely never, that public opinion concerns itself with the affair, which I must repeat is beyond its competence. I certainly won't escape unharmed, but on the other hand, People are bound to take into account that I am not unknown to the public, that I have lived for long in the full light of publicity, trustingly and trustworthily, and that this distressed little woman, 
this latecomer in my life, who, let me remark in passing, another man might have brushed off like a burr and privately trodden underfoot without a sound, that this woman, at the very worst, could add only an ugly little flourish to the diploma in which public opinion long ago certified me to be a respectable member of society. That is how things stand today, little likely to cause me any uneasiness. to smoke pot in the pet shop just off Greenridge Street near the riverbank. It was a nice time, particularly in the spring. Bikers, bakers, beer drinkers, and working class college kids trying to connect and transcend the empty pretend propped up by the unknowing bourgeoisie. Sex and drugs and bad intentions Staying up till break of day Through a trip down to Oklahoma Now we 
walking off you and Cody I know you both felt so ashamed Gonna take this burning heart Stick it in the ground Put me out of your misery It's where I almost drowned I was on fire Bartenders, a good saloon in every town. The day we rode right into Memphis, with only thirteen dollars cash. That night we climbed the wall. We made love there on the grass Gonna take this burning heart Stick it in the ground Put me out of your misery Where I almost drowned I was on fire I needed you The year we tried to kill the pain
And there you have it, episode 518 of Troubadours and Tours with yours truly, E.W. Conundrum Demure. I'd like to thank those folks who made this episode possible. First and foremost, our good friend, the unwelcome urban hiker, Travis Ignatowski. Also, writer Franz Kafka. And these musical artists, Thelonious Monk, Hooray for the Riff Raff, Bob Dylan, Yola Tango, the Rolling Stones, Bob Woodruff, Branford Marsalis, and Terence Blanchard, too. And of course, I would like to thank you for listening. Until next time, let's give it a go and do our best with this time. Take care of yourself. <laughs> <laughs>